Hello, welcome to 21st Century Moses podcast. My name is Sammy Zhu, your host. Starting this week and for the next few weeks, we'll be looking at the church and faith through 1 and 2 Corinthians. The church in Corinth had many of the same problems as the church today. Corinth was a center of commerce, culture, and religion, and it was home to a diverse population of people from different backgrounds. In the first century AD, the Apostle Paul visited Corinth and established a Christian community there. However, the church in Corinth faced many challenges, including divisions and conflicts among its members, as well as pressure from the wider society to conform to traditional Greek religious practices. But we'll see the Apostle Paul exhorting them in light of God's word. It's as applicable to us today as it was 2,000 years ago. So we're kicking off this series with the hope that as we study this book together, we can examine our church and hope to be built as a church that is pleasing to God. So join us for the Church and Faith series with the Book of Corinthians. We are starting a new series, First and Second Corinthians series. We're going to talk about church and faith. Church and faith. Very, very important topics that we need to go through because there's a lot of confusion about whether I should go to church or not and if my faith is genuine or not. So I really want to pray and hope that you'll get a lot of from this series because this series point out the very, very deep issues about our walk with the Lord, uh, Lord Christ Jesus. Now, to begin with, the first Corinthians chapter 1 starts with a very practical issue that was happening in the church of Corinth. That was the problem of division. Now, division is not too strange for us because we have experienced a lot of divisions um, in many churches, not just in the United States, but also from all around the world. Now, I want to say this. If you want to find a church which is perfect, where there's no division, where there's nothing, no problem at all, probably you'll be very disappointed because you will not be able to find a perfect church. I serve as a statewide Asian catalyst in my state, and then my job is to visit many churches and consult and coach, train uh, Asian church leaders. But this is what I can say very confidently. I visited all those churches. I never found any perfect church yet. And I'll love to invite you to my church and love to say, hey, please check us out and you will not be disappointed, but probably you will be disappointed because my church is not perfect either. So you might be very disappointed about that. Now, what about the early church? Early church was perfect and now we are twisted and we we are just corrupted than those early churches. But that is not the case because today's passage is a very clear evidence that even the early church was not perfect. This early church, the church of Corinth, was going through a very deep issue it was the church division so we want to see what it was like you know this church of Corinth were saying I love Peter I love Paul I love Apollos and some are even saying I love Jesus we belong to Jesus Christ so they were fighting over their preference of leaders so you might think like the fourth one I love Jesus we belong to Christ they're the most spiritual one all the other three were not so spiritual well the problem is the fourth one was also problematic as well because we're gonna, I'm going to explain more about it, but uh, we see that the church division was there, it was a clear problem, and then they were just talking about what they like and they're fighting about it. 
And that sounds so familiar because we fight over so many different preferences in 2023. Some might say, I love rock style, I love hip hop style, I love contemporary music worship, and I love the hymnal, the traditional worship style. I love King James Version only. I love the other Bible versions also. I love in person gathering. I love virtual gathering. We should wear masks. We should not wear masks. This is a classic,、uh, the division factor,、uh, which was about two. Three years ago, because of COVID. And then we、uh, we'll say, This is my political party. And then don't bother with me. Don't talk about politics. But some people say, I love to talk about politics, even in the church. So we have so many different preferences. The problem is, we are not hugging each other because of the differences. But because of differences, we are dividing each other. So there are some church plants, not necessarily because of love and compassion to reach the lost people, but they are splitting because of their. Different preferences. Yes, we're gonna read the King James Bible version only, or we're gonna、uh, do a worship only with the contemporary worship style. We're never gonna sing the hymnals and we're gonna to find our own style. We're gonna gather for our own group or for our own preferences. It's very sad. But this is nothing new. It was already taking place, as I said in 1 Corinthians. So today, I want us to look at this chapter 1, especially verse 24, because verse 24 shows what was the main. Main issue of division and what, what kind of preferences、uh, they had, Jews and Gentiles, and then why this division happened, but the, most importantly, how this division can be solved. Because what happened 2,000 years ago, it still happens. That means what helped them in 2,000 years ago, they can still help 2023, the churches who are going through difficult、uh, situations like divisions. Even now. So let's look at chapter 1 of 1 Corinthians, especially verse 24. It says, But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Now, I want us to, I want us to、um, point out why Paul was mentioning about the power of God. And the wisdom of God. Because the power and wisdom, those are the two major preferences what caused the division in the church, early church. Because power, Jews, Jewish people were seeking power, but the wisdom, Gentiles were seeking. The wisdom, Sophia. As you can see in the Greek mythology, there are so many philosophers in Greece. But so that, that was kind of inherited to the Greek believers or Gentile believers at the time. So they were still looking for some kind of a philosophy,、uh, gr- uh, the, the wisdom. However, the Jewish people, they were trusting the power of God and they were like, okay, if there's no power, there's no point. They were looking for the power. The problem is both of them sound really good. Power and wisdom, these are the characteristics of God and both of them are very sound and genuine. However, the problem is, They were fighting against each other because of that. Probably the list they came up with about the leaders that they prefer 
could be based on this power or、uh, wisdom. They might say, "Oh, Peter is more powerful than Paul, and Paul is more sophisticated. He is more wise. He is wiser than Peter, and because you know, the Paul is very well educated, Peter was not, and they were kind of fighting against all those things based on this power and wisdom." However, we need to look at what really the power is. Jesus, as you can see in this passage, that Jesus Christ is the power of God, and He is the wisdom of God. It doesn't say Christ is the power of God. That's it for Jewish people, and Christ is the wisdom of God for Gentile people only. He doesn't say that Christ is both. He is the power, and He is the wisdom of God. Amen to that. Now, when you when it comes to power, what comes up into your mind? Now, you might think like we might we have a different power these days. Twenty twenty three. What is that? It is the money. People love money because they think the money is the power, so that they can buy everything they want to buy. That's why people are so working hard because through working hard they can they can earn more money, so that they can achieve, they can accomplish to have power to do it. But you you know the reality: the more you money, the more money you have, the more worries and the more fear you will have as well. Let's say you have million dollars or a billion dollars in your pocket. Do you, do you think you will be happy about it? Probably not. You may be happy just for about a week or a month, but you will be worried about security. What if somebody? What if my neighbor sneaks in and、uh, he or she takes all the way all the money away from my bank, away from my home? So you will put a Big fence around your home, or you might you might want to move to another place, which is a solitary place where nobody can find you. But the problem is, where you if you live in a place solitary place, you will be gripped with loneliness either. So there is ongoing problems because of the money that you have. So that you are going to live against your dream or hope that you will never be satisfied. You know, but the money is a power. However, it it's not the power. Of God that you can have, it is really interesting that so many people are looking for all these things that are temporary. Now, what about the other power? The fame can be another power. People want to be famous. Now, social media is definitely a platform or stage that people want to be famous. Even the commoners or non-celebrities or、uh, non so not so important people can be also famous. Through this social media, so they do a lot of makeups and they do a lot of crazy things to be approved by the media,、uh, the audiences, and they want to really prove themselves. Then,、uh, saying that I am cool, I am awesome, and then,、so、you must look at me and you must like my post. But the thing is, the more fame you have. The more fear you will have at the same time, because if I have a ten thousand followers right now, if I don't do anything crazy, then I might lose my followers. I might not gain my followers. Look at that guy. You know that person had only about hundred fifty followers, but just within a month, you know he has more followers than me. I am so disappointed. This I need to work really hard to gain more followers so that I'll be more、uh, respected. 
I will be more famous. How sad is this? This is almost like being slave to the social media in the name of fame because they think the fame is the power, but that power does not make them happy. The power is only driving them to become slave to another power, another power, another power. They become power hungry, but they become they are belonging to the power slavery. It is so sad that that's how the world works. However, the power of God is different. In several places in the Bible, we see the power is mentioned. In Acts chapter 1, we see that Jesus is promising to the disciples that if when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive the power. What kind of power is that? The power to be witnesses of Jesus Christ. So that they'll be everywhere being witnesses, sharing the gospel of Christ Jesus to all around the world. This power is the power of God to witness, meaning that to see Jesus and to talk about Jesus, but also this power will be used by God to lead so many people to Jesus Christ. So this is the everlasting power. This is not a short-term temporary power like money or fame. We can also see this power in Exodus, Exodus 3, 11 through 14. This is the very famous passage where God met Moses and God manifested his name, his mighty name. He said, I am who I am. What does that mean? It is the most powerful name uh, above all names. The God is almighty God. He possesses all the power. And, you know, Matthew chapter Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, we see the very similar that Jesus received all the authority of heaven and earth, right? So Jesus is also, I am who I am, because he is God. He is the Son of God. But amazingly, both passages in Exodus and Matthew, we see that God promised his presence. Jesus promised his presence to his disciples, the power and love of going together. So this is the power of God. It's not just the power, almighty, but also it's a love, all loving, the presence of God married together so that in the power of God, you and I, we can truly be happy. We can truly be satisfied. This is the ongoing everlasting power that will not uh, cease. And ultimately, Jesus died for forgiving our sins, but he rose from the dead victoriously. That is the power of God raised Jesus from the dead so that the same power is going to raise us up when we die to unite with Christ Jesus with a resurrected body so that this power is an amazing, amazing power so that, you know, the Jesus the power here is not a concept, but the power is the person. That Jesus is the power. But also, we need to look at the wisdom, wisdom of God. Jesus is also 
the wisdom, not only the power. Now, people seek for wisdom. That's why a lot of students are working so hard, studying so hard to get into a really nice university. I am from South Korea, and Korea is a very comp- competitive country in terms of study. So many young students, they're suffering because of a high competition, peer pressure, and then they feel like I need to go to a best university so that my parents would be glorified and they, they will gain their face. However, why? What's the point of this? You know, to get wisdom, to get wise. However, it's not really just about the wisdom itself, but it is really to f- save their face as well. It's really because of fear. If, I, if they don't have the wisdom, if they do not have the knowledge, then they will feel like left out, left behind, and a loser. So that all these fears are kind of giving the pressure for people to seek for this wisdom or knowledge. However, um, the Bible clearly says in James, James chapter 1 verse 5, if you are lacking wisdom, seek, ask the Lord, and He will give you wisdom. This wisdom is not from the textbook. or is This wisdom is not like the worldly advice, but the, this wisdom is the person. Because the Bible, the, today's verse clearly says, Jesus is the wisdom of God. It doesn't say Jesus has the wisdom of God. Jesus is the wisdom of God. In book of Proverbs, it says, uh, be, uh, be, wisdom is this, beginning of the fear of God is the beginning of the wisdom. It is the dependence on the Lord. It is our full faith in the Lord. And that is the true wisdom of God. Now, King Solomon had a great wisdom. Of course, that wisdom was coming from the Lord. But at the end of his life, when he was writing in the book of Ecclesiastes, he says all the wisdom, all the knowledge, all the information that he received is almost like a futile in vain. But the true knowledge, true wisdom is this, to depend on the Lord, to fear the Lord. That is the wisest thing to do. So we need to depend on the Lord and we need to seek the true wisdom. The Greek wisdom or Gentile wisdom was this to gain more popularity, to gain more respect from people. So the wisdom is actually an instrument for their own promotion. But the true wisdom of God is this, that Jesus Christ is God's wisdom, that He humbled Himself, He died to the point of death, as in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8. That is the true wisdom. The more wisdom you have, the more wisdom of God you have, the more humble you become. That is the true wisdom. We can see that example here. In Acts chapter 3, verse 12, it says, But when Peter saw this, he replied to the people, Men of Israel, why are you amazed at this? Or why are you staring at us as though by our own power or godliness we had made him walk. So if you stop right here, people, you can, uh, you can imagine that people are looking at Peter almost with a, a reverence. It's like, oh, you are my superhero. How did you heal this man? You know, just when you are looking at the Marvel's mu- mu- uh, movie, you might like, oh, I want to be like Iron Man. I want to be like all this, you know, great superheroes because they have power. It's the same thing here. The people are looking at Peter and they're like, oh, you are 
You are definitely powerful man. However, Peter definitely knew that it was not his power. Okay, his, he continues. He said, And on the basis of faith in his name, in Jesus' name, it is the name of Jesus which has strengthened this man whom you see and know, and the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect health in the presence of you all. Amen. So we can see that it is not our power, it is not a human power, but it is really Jesus' power that healed this man. So we need to learn from this example that to to know Jesus, who is the power and who is the uh, the wisdom of God, it is to be humble before all, uh, before God and all the people, so we will know who we are truly. That we are not powerful person. So if you become humble like that, I don't think you will have any division issue. The reason why we have a division issue is because of our pride. I like, I know what I like. And I'm never going to change it. You know, you like that one? I don't like it. So that you get away from me. It's almost like I am the best one. I am better than you. And my preference is better than your preference. That is the problem. However, if we say, you know, I like this. But you know what? I respect what you like. It's not about what I like. It's not about what you like. Because we are all one in Christ Jesus, who is the power, who is the wisdom of God. Yes, I'm a Jewish. I love power. You are Gentile. You love wisdom. But you know what? Jesus is the common denominator for all of us because he is both. He is both power and wisdom. As in as in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14, Jesus is peace. He brought Jews and Gentiles together through his death. But also, not only through his death, but through his character, his essence that he is the power and he is the wisdom. He is bringing these two groups together, Jews and Gentiles together. So, to get away from, to solve this problem of division, we need to do these three things. First, if you are not a Christian, no matter what preference, preferences you have, and even if your preference is pretty good, you will be ended up with division. Because you, if you do not have Christ, who is the common denominator, who is the peace, who is power and wisdom that brings all of us together, if you don't have Him, you will not have a division. I mean, you will, you will always have a division. So, first, Come to Jesus Christ if you're not a Christian. Believe on Him that He died for your sin and He rose from the dead. Accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Second, we need to fix our eyes on Jesus Christ. If, our, if we look at our preference, preferences only, like this music, that music, or this leader, or that leader, if we focus on all those things other than Jesus Christ, even if you are born-again Christian, you will be ended up in division. So that to try to, uh, try to solve this problem of a division, we need to fix our eyes on Christ Jesus. As in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, He is the author and perfecter of a faith faith and he will unite us uh, together because he is our uh, he is our power and he is our wisdom and thirdly be humble be humble just like peter yes per peter performed wonderful miracle but he did not uh, take it as his credit 
he glorified the Lord because he knew that the power was not coming from him. The power was from the Lord. The power was in the name of Christ Jesus. So this is our, this must be our attitude. If we humble ourselves and we glorify Jesus, not uh, another leader or somebody else, then we will truly see the unification and the division will go away if we truly humble ourselves. But to try to, but to humble ourselves, we must glorify the Lord Jesus. To glorify the Lord Jesus Christ, we must know Him. Who is Him? Jesus is the power and wisdom of God. Let's remember this and let's praise Him for who He is continually. And let's humble ourselves and let's be always united together in Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for this wonderful message. Father, we also know that there is no perfect church. However, you love us so much, even though we make mistakes, because you died for us, and you rose from the dead to give us eternal life, and you unite us. So, Father, we pray that we will know you more and more. We'll experience your power and your wisdom. But we will not glorify ourselves, but we will always glorify your name because you are the power. You are the wisdom. So, Father, please lead us and guide us to know you more. And then please protect, uh, protect us from uh, division. We thank you, praise you. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen.